Good morning. Can I give you a very warm welcome to our service of worship here at Brighton Road Baptist Church. Let me think with you for a moment about a mystery, a good mystery. That's something you can't shrug your shoulders and walk away from, saying, I can't be bothered. A good mystery draws you in. It's something you can't understand, but you want to. You want to get to the bottom of it. You want to solve it. You want to make sense of it. And I think the greatest mystery in the world has at its heart a treasure beyond price. And what's that mystery? Well, the Bible says it's Christ in you, the hope of glory. Now, before you get irritated with me and say, really, is that it? Bear with me just a moment. Some things are easy to hear, but harder to get your heads round. And this mystery comes into that category. So take a moment to ponder. If Christ is living in your heart, then that's the secret of how to live your life well, and it's the key to eternal life too. There is no greater mystery than this. So take a moment to search inside your own soul. Where is Christ? Is he there? Can you find him? And if you can't, then, then somewhere inside there will be an empty space, a closed door where he belongs. Today, why not open that door and invite him in and discover the greatest mystery the world has ever known? Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God, in your heart. That's the mystery, the wonder, the privilege of being a Christian. So let's ponder that with the words of our first hymn. Lord, you were rich beyond all splendour, yet for love's sake became so poor.
Can I lead you in prayer? Lord, you are my God and I belong to you. As I wait upon you now, would you open my ears that I might hear and heed your word to me today? Open my eyes as I wait upon you, that I might see and perceive your will for my life. And open my heart as I wait upon you, that I might understand in my innermost being who you are and turn to you for your healing in my life. In Jesus' name. Amen. Matthew 13, the parable of the soul. That same day, Jesus went out of his house and sat by the lake. Such large crowds gathered around him that, that he got into a boat and sat in it. While all the people stood on the shore, then he told them many things in the parable, saying, A farmer went out to show his seed. As he was scattering the seeds, some fell along the path. And the birds came and, and ate it up. Some fell on rocky places where, did, where it did not have much soil. It sprang up quickly because the soil was shallow. But when the sun came up, the plants were scorched and they withered because they had no root. Other seed fell along thorns which grew up and because they had no root. Other seed fell among the thorns which grew up and choked the plants. Still other seed fell on good soil, where it was produced a crop, a hundred, sixty or thirty times what was sown. Whoever has ears, let them hear.
Have you had one of those colour-blind tests where you're made to look at a picture with all different colour circles and, and the circles make up a number and if you're not colour-blind you can spot the number? I remember having one of those at school and they, they sat me down in front of the screen with this picture and they said, look for the number in the circles. And I, I looked and I was looking at each individual circle trying to see a number written in the circle and I couldn't see which circle they were talking about. And then as the screen changed, I got a flash, oh, oh, maybe the circles together make up a number, but it was too late then, I'd missed it. And uh, I, I managed to get one of the others right and couldn't do any of the following pictures at all. Clearly, I, I am a little bit colourblind, uh, but partly it was a matter of comprehension. They told me to look at the number in the circles and I misunderstood what it was I was looking for. To hear properly, we need to understand what someone is saying. But then, one of my very early memories is of being taken as a small boy for a hearing test. And uh, in later years, my mother explained why that was the case. Uh, my teacher, either in reception or in the first year of primary school, had uh, called her in and said to her, Mrs Carter, you need to take your son for a hearing test because either he's deaf or he's stupid. They spoke quite bluntly in those days. Um, I don't think I'm stupid, though I am becoming more deaf as time goes by, as my wife will tell you. Uh, but I think the problem was that um, she, she would tell me to do things and I, I wouldn't always do them. And that wasn't a matter of hearing, that wasn't a matter of comprehension, that was a matter of, of willingness. I remember one time uh, being called out and uh, sent to, to do some kind of job or task. And on my way past, uh, all my friends were sitting at their desk drinking their milk because we had school milk in those days. And they said, Tim, Tim, come and sit down because if you don't drink your milk now, you won't get a chance to do it. Uh, and so I kind of weighed up uh, what the teacher had told me to do and what my friends were inviting me to do. And I figured actually I could do what the teacher told me to do later. Uh, and I needed to drink my milk now. And so I sat down and drank my milk and she saw me and boy, did I get in trouble for that. So maybe that's why she thought I was deaf or stupid. But I could hear, I did understand, but I was more inclined to do what my friends wanted me to do. So communication, if we're going to receive what someone says to us, is about hearing, it's about understanding, and it's about being willing to accept it. And when Jesus speaks to us, because he does have things he wants to say to us. There are three factors in taking that on board. Do we hear him? Do we understand him? Do we accept what it is he has to say to us? And one thing I do know, that if we have our back turned and our fingers in our ears, we're never going to hear him, let alone understand him or accept him. But sometimes, sometimes he manages to get our attention. And if you're listening to or looking at the service, maybe he's got your attention to that extent today. And if, if he gets our attention, then usually he starts with some pretty simple instructions. He will say, stop. Turn round. Look at me. Listen. 
believe. That's where it starts. Those steps are the first steps in responding to Jesus and understanding to him. And today, today, he's talking to you. So stop. Turn round. Look at him. Listen. Believe. The disciples came to him and asked, Why do you speak to the people in parables? He replied, Because the knowledge of the secrets of the kingdom of heaven has been given to you, but not to them. Whoever has will be given more, and they will have an abundance. Whoever does not have, even what they have will be taken from them. This is why I speak to them in parables. Though seeing, they do not see. Though hearing, they do not hear or understand. In them is fulfilled the prophecy of Isaiah. You will be ever hearing, but never understanding. You will be ever seeing, but never perceiving. For this people's heart has become calloused. They hardly hear with their ears, and they have closed their eyes. Otherwise, they might see with their eyes, hear with their ears, understand with their hearts, and turn, and I would heal them. But blessed are you, are your eyes because they see, and your ears because they hear. For truly I tell you, many prophets and righteous people longed to see what you see, but did not see it, and to hear what you hear, but did not hear it.
We start our intercessions with some words of encouragement from Psalm 46. God is our protection and source of strength. He is always ready to help us in times of trouble. So we are not afraid when the earth quakes and the mountains fall into the sea. We are not afraid when the seas become rough and dark and the mountains tremble. Father, at this difficult time, we know that you are in control. You see our sorrows and struggles, and we remember that you are always there beside us. You love us and help us during this time of great difficulty. So we pray for all the people affected by COVID-19. We pray for their health and speedy recovery, for peace around the world, especially in the hearts of all the people living in fear of COVID-19. That our partner, the Cambodian Hope Organisation, will have the resources to provide more food for the people in need. For Cambodia, as the country works out how to help its people recover from the damage COVID-19 has caused to individuals' livelihoods and the country's economy. We pray for all mission and relief organisations like Tearfund and their staff, supporting churches and their members, that they might be encouraged in their faith. As we lived with restricted freedoms and the curtailing of retail and leisure activities, we reflect on those countries where what we continue to enjoy are literally of another world. As mission agencies continue to use their expertise and resources for in those communities around the world who are so seriously impacted by the virus, we pray that God will even now stop the spread of the virus. We pray especially for BMS World Mission missionaries, staff and volunteers and think particularly of Claire Bedford and her BMS colleagues in Chad. We pray for protection over medical workers on the front line, risking their own health to provide vital care. We pray that they will stay healthy and that their work will bear fruit. Pray also for people across the world who are unable to work and are struggling to support themselves and their families. Pray for BMS supported work offering food relief to help vulnerable people get through this difficult time. We pray for governments and leaders across the world that they will face the reality that the greatest impact is on the poorest people. We pray that they will make wise, proactive decisions that will benefit all their countries and the global community. We pray for Christian communities across the world to be inspired and excited to learn more from each other of how the good news of Jesus can be made more relevant in our increasingly global communities. We are mindful that Jesus lived and died for us all and as his body on earth now we cannot be effective if we remain insular. We pray for ourselves at Brighton Road to be receptive to your spirit's leading so to increase our relevance in our own setting as we follow the example of Jesus in sharing your love with people who don't yet know you in the places where they are at. In our praying regularly for your kingdom to come 
and your will to be done on earth as it is in heaven, may we truly commit to that prayer by what we prioritise. And so, as we conclude this time of prayer together, we share in an adaptation of a Franciscan blessing. May God bless us all with discomfort. At easy answers, half-truths and superficial relationships, so that we may live deep within our hearts. May God bless us all with anger. At injustice, oppression and exploitation of people, so we may work for justice, freedom and peace. May God bless us all with tears. To shed for those who are frail or who suffer pain, rejection, hunger and war. So we may reach out our hand to comfort them and turn their pain into joy. May God bless us all with enough foolishness. To believe that we can make a difference in this world so that together we can do what others claim cannot be done, to bring justice and kindness to all who are marginalised. And may God, in his loving and gracious mercy, bring us and all who he loves safely home to himself at the last. Amen. Amen. Listen then to what the parable of the sower means. When anyone hears the message about the kingdom and does not understand it, the evil one comes and snatches away what was sown in their heart. This is the seed sown along the path. The seed falling on rocky ground refers to someone who hears the word and at once receives it with joy, but since they do have no root, they last only a short time. When trouble or persecution comes, because of the word, they quickly fall away. The seed falling among the thorns refers to someone who hears the word, but the worries of this life and the deceitfulness of wealth choke the word, making it unfruitful. But the seed falling on good soil refers to someone who hears the word and understands it. This is the one who produces a crop, yielding 160 or 30 times what was sown.
For those who may not know, uh, my name is Michael Hogg and I am one of the ministers at Brighton Road Baptist Church in Horsham. And this is my ear. Today we consider one of the sayings of Jesus. He who has ears, let him hear. Or in the inclusive versions, whoever has ears, let them hear. This phrase is found in scripture on a number of occasions, but today we consider one of those contained in the Gospel of Matthew. Here we find Jesus employing a familiar teaching device of his day, a parable, a, a simple saying that had meaning beyond its immediate appearance. Jesus uses a rural analogy, a farmer liberally and generously scattering seed. Seed that fell on different grounds with varying receptiveness and results. And he concludes this parable with a challenge. Whoever has ears, let them hear. Now, on this occasion, Jesus presented his teaching to the crowds by a lake. Such large crowds had gathered around him that he got into a boat and sat in it while all the people stood on the shore. You see, Jesus wanted to make sure that people could physically hear what he had to say. And he used that boat's temporary floating platform and the, the shore's natural amphitheatre. Likewise, we too are to utilise a variety of platforms to ensure that people have the opportunity to hear God's word. For example, chatting over the garden fence or meeting up in a garden or a park or even at the hairdressers now or, or the pub, through a written letter, an email, a text or a WhatsApp message on an online platform such as YouTube or Facebook, as you are watching now, or from the pulpit in a church building, or through a CD, as you may be hearing now. Yes, we lament our present restrictions, yet Many Christians around the world have ongoing restrictions upon their communication of Jesus. We can so easily take what freedom we enjoy for granted. Perhaps our present limitations serve to encourage us to discover ways to creatively communicate Jesus. But why do we want to? Because we want people to be able to respond to Jesus, to his life-changing, life-giving words, his good news, good news that I hope you yourself uh, have been able to hear and positively respond to.
The Apostle Paul writes about the amazing promise in Romans chapter 10 verses 13 to 15 that everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. But he also poses these questions and challenges. How then can they call on the one they have not believed in? And how can they believe in the one of whom they have not heard? And how can they hear without someone preaching to them? And how can anyone preach unless they are sent? And he reminds us that it is written, How beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news. May our feet be beautiful feet, because we share liberally and generously the good news about the Jesus that we ourselves have freely received. Let us not hold back. Let us be those who really push the boat out. May we be like that farmer scattering the seed, ensuring that as many as possible may be able to hear and have opportunity to respond to the word of God in their lives. Again in Romans chapter 10, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And the place where that seed of God's word falls is the human heart. And as Jesus' parable points out, not every heart is as responsive or receptive as another. Some hearts are hardened, like the path they have been walked over and trodden upon, compounded step by step. Though they physically hear, they struggle to open up to any of God's words. They fail to understand. So Satan, the devil, has an easy job of swooping down and stealing that life-bringing word from their hearts so that they may not believe and be saved. Some hearts receive God's word with great joy as they hear it, but they are rocky and stony places, not much depth given for growth, and with no root they believe for a while, but last only a short time, for when trouble and persecution comes because of the word, that time of testing they quickly fall away. It is too much trouble to pick up our cross daily and follow Jesus. Some hearts hear God's word, but as they go on their way, the worries of this life, the deceitfulness of wealth, and the desires for other things come in and choke the word making it unfruitful. If we are strangled by life's worries, riches and pleasures, we will fail to mature. However, lastly, some 
with a noble and good heart, the good soil. Hear the word, retain it, and by persevering produce a crop, a hundred, sixty or thirty times what is sown. In humility and by faith, they see with their eyes, they hear with their ears, they understand with their hearts, and they turn back to God and so receive healing from God. Jesus himself invited his hearers to turn from sin and to turn to him. Repent, for the kingdom of heaven has come near, he said. Come, follow me, he said. Jesus calls us to be like the wise person who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice rather than the foolish person who hears these words of mine and does not put them into practice. Jesus said, Blessed are those who hear the word of God and obey it. And the Apostle Paul wrote that it is not those who hear the law who are righteous in God's sight, but it is those who obey the law who will be declared righteous. So today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your heart, but by faith receive and believe God's gracious offer of new life through Christ. And be ready to share with others that reason for the hope that you have in Jesus on whatever platform God grants you. And whatever soils are presented to you, though you may not know which ones they are, be generous as God has been generous to you. And I finish with these words from James in chapter 1. Get rid of all moral filth and the evil that is so prevalent and humbly Accept the word planted in you which can save you. Do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourselves. Do what it says. Anyone who listens to the word but does not do what it says is like someone who looks at his face in a mirror and after looking at himself goes away and immediately forgets what he looks like. But whoever looks intently into the perfect law that gives freedom and continues in it, not forgetting what they have heard, but doing it, they will be blessed in what they do. Amen.
And now may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us all now and forevermore. Amen.